What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. American Broadcasting Company presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for today is called The Smell of High Wine. You can talk about nostalgic sounds all you want to. Church bells on a summer Sunday morning when you've come back to your hometown after a long, long time. A long, homesick cry of a train whistle when you wake up in the middle of the night. Somebody's voice you haven't heard for a long time. You can talk about nostalgic sights, too. Brown cows meandering over a green hillside. And a funny Y-shaped fence post out on the Santa Rosa Valley Road that you saw the men putting up 20 years ago. But for my money, there isn't anything like a smell to bring things back. The smell of burnt core sound as the train passes a small-town foundry somewhere in Indiana. And the bitter smell of fresh tanned leather. And your mouth puckers up like it did when you were a kid walking past the harness shop. The linseed smell of good, fat printer's zinc and the, the greenish smell of raw newsprint. They're the things that bring you back. For me, it's the smell of high wines. Smell it once and you'll never forget it. Live in a distillery town and you'll smell it practically all the time. And you remember Shorty Gale and the funny streetcar that took you to work at five in the morning. You remember the cold air that came up through the slats and the fermenting room floor to freeze you in your wet overalls. You remember the long, dusty wooden stairs up to the tower. 
somewhere behind it all is the taste of cold fried egg sandwiches from your lunch pail at midnight. With a full moon looking quizzically in the wind at you. And kind of sharing a secret with you. I catch the smell of high wines and... And I hear a sound that I thought I'd forgotten. And I see a picture I thought I'd forgotten, too. A little room way up at the top of the tower. Musty. Dusty with white meal. One little yellow light hanging from a cobwebby wire over an old desk. A plank easy chair. Worn smooth by I don't know how many government storekeepers. And the smell... Insistent little smell of high wines to remember it by. And the sound I hear is the sound of something dripping under the warped, dusty floor. Drop, drop. Drop, drop on the uneven floor. The sound of a man's life dripping away. All alone in the tower. At three o'clock in the morning. back and it's more than 30 years ago. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I smell highlines, pungent, sharp, with a kind of vicious cleanness. The coming to life of the sharp alcohols and the esters, released from the prison of the grains they were born in. And the smell brings back the blurred picture of the little room where the man lay across the scarred desk and bled his life away. couldn't see his face in the paltry light from the crusted light globe. I could see only his dark clothing across the desk, his hand dangling toward the floor. The smell of high wines was strong in that cramped little room, and there was only the drip, 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 drip to hear, and the stain slowly spreading on the floor. And I remember I ran headlong down the stairs and out into the clean air of the night, I can still feel the uneven ties of the railroad under my feet as I ran away from that place. And I remember how the smell of highlines pursued me through the dark. And through the day. Through the bright hours of the day. I, I squandered my sleeping time staring at the walls. Wondering. Waiting for a call that would take me back to that... that murder room. But when five o'clock came and Mother gave me my 20 cents and my lunch pail, and I rode the bumpy streetcar down to the end of the line and walked the last half mile and climbed the stairs to the fermenting room office, Grover sat on the bench and looked up at me over his first cup of coffee. How are you tonight, Eugene? And Dutch came in with a thermometer and a Stilson wrench and slapped me on the shoulder. Number 10 tubs up to 86, Eugene. Better look at it in about an hour. Uh, while you're arresting Eugene, you can repack the new pump if you want to. All right. What's the matter with you? Me? Nothing. You're sick? Me? No, I'm not sick. You're as white as a sheep. Listen, Grover. Hmm? What happened? What do you mean, what happened? What happened where? Where with you? Up. Up in the tower. 
What happened up in the tower? Didn't you hear? Hear what? Last night? I wasn't here last night. It was our night off, don't you remember? Sure. I remember. What are you talking about? Didn't, didn't anybody tell you what happened up there last night? Where? In the tower. What happened? A man? Dead? What? Huh? Dead man? I saw him. Are you nutty, Eugene? No. I'm not nutty, Grover. I didn't hear about any dead man. Who was it? I don't know. I saw him. There was... There was all over the floor. Blood. Blood? I saw it. What were you doing? Wait a minute, Dutch. Hand me the phone. It ain't connected at night. Mm, Listen, Eugene. You saw a dead man up in the tower... Yeah. Where? I was just up there looking for something to read, and Mr. Files usually has some magazines up there, and I was only up there a minute, and... Was Mr. Files up there? It was his night off. There wasn't anybody up there but, but the, the dead man. I didn't know you better. I think you'd been at the slop there out there in the cooler. I saw him. You was asleep and you dreamed it. I was not. You was asleep. That's why that number nine tub was up to 91 when Fred Norris came on this morning. He left the note. He said it was 91. You was asleep. I wasn't asleep. Wait a minute. Did you hear anything about it, Doc? Me? No. Somebody was murdered up there. It'd be all over the plant, wouldn't it? All over town. The watchman didn't say anything about it. I run into Everett Strokes when I came in tonight. He didn't say anything about it. If anything had happened, Everett would have said something. You had a nightmare, Eugene. No, I didn't. I saw him. He was right. Dutch, keep an eye on things a few minutes, will you? Hmm? Sure. Come on, Eugene. On where? We're going up in the tower and have a look for your dead man. It's dark up there. It was dark, and it was gloomy. And the smell of high wine, just as it always did. And in the feeble glow from the little yellow lamp, the desk stood bare and clean, lightly dusted with a powdery meal of fifty years grinding. The warped floorboards were dusty and dry, and I could even see the footprints in the dust I had made the night before. Where'd you see the blood? Right there on the floor, I saw it. And now the floor was dry as it always had been. And the dust lay thick on it, the dust that had been there for years. And we got down on our knees to look. There's been no blood on this floor. I saw it. Listen, Eugene. If I ever hear of you going to sleep on the night shift again when you're being paid to keep an eye on 14 tubs of fermenting mash downstairs and... Who's that? Hey, Grover. What do you want? I told you to hey, stay... Hey, hey, Grover. What? Mr. Files is dead. Mr. Files? Mr. Files? Sure. The one that saw was up here. Now, you know, he had his night off last night. Yeah? He's dead. What? He was home last night and somebody got in the house and stabbed him and he bled to death. You know what else? What? What? They think it was somebody from the distillery here. Why? Because when they found him, the whole room smelled just like it does around here. Smell of high wines is so strong, it nearly knocked the people down. Yes, I know what you're thinking. I know you're saying to yourself, he did it. Eugene did it. And he lied when he told about going up in the tower and finding a man bleeding to death. A man that never was there. Man, they couldn't find any sign of the next day. You're saying that's a fine alibi, Eugene. And you're saying that business about the smell of high wines is a nice touch. 
But aren't you forgetting something while you're figuring out your fine theory? Aren't you forgetting that I told my story before Grover and Dutch had heard about how Mr. Files was stabbed by a person the person's unknown? Do you think a murderer would make up a story like that and tell it ahead of time? A smart murderer wouldn't have told it at all, would he? If I had done it, wouldn't I have been content with everybody thinking I was at work in the distillery all night? With nobody even thinking of me as a potential murderer? Well, that's the way you'd think, isn't it? You wouldn't have shut off your mouth about the dead man bleeding to death in Mr. Files' office in the place smelling a high wine. Long before it came out that Mr. Files really was murdered in his home. And the blood dripping off on the floor and the smell of high wines there, too. But they picked me up. And I stayed in the red brick jail behind the courthouse for a long time. And they finally had a trial. I sat there with handcuffs and listened. Now, Grover and Dutch told their stories. Yes, sir. He told us just that, uh, the way you've got it down. Yes, sir. He said he saw the dead man in Mr. Files' office. Yes, sir. He said it was about uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, sir. He was there all alone in the plant by himself. No, sir. He could have left and gone to Mr. Files' house and murdered him and... Nobody would have known he left the distillery. No, sir. He wasn't at the distillery when the day shift came on. No, sir. I don't know where he was from 3 o'clock on. And while they were talking in the courtroom, all the time I could smell the smell. Just faintly I could smell the smell of high wines, and, and there wasn't anything in the courtroom that could make it smell like high wines. And when I asked Ralph Gore, the sheriff, he said he couldn't smell anything at all except the fresh paint where they painted the jury room. No high wine smell at all. But I could smell it. And that's the way it happened. I told you the truth all the way along. This isn't one of those stories where the man says at the end, look, I've been lying to you. I did it, and I've been lying to you about it. I didn't do it. And that's the way it happened, just like I told you. They acquitted me. You can see they couldn't prove anything, and the story was too fantastic, and well, I hardly knew Mr. Files at all. And so I was free. I said, I'm not mad at you, Grover. Well, sure, Eugenio. You know, I had to say what I said, but you notice I didn't say anything that would make people think I thought you did it. I stuck right to the truth. I I just answered the questions, that's all. I know, Grover. I heard you in the court. I didn't say anything either, Eugene. I just told him what you said to me. I didn't volunteer anything, either. Why, there wasn't anything to volunteer. Was there, Dutch? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. Uh, we just told the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I've got to get a new job, I guess. Aren't you coming back to the distillery, Eugene? No, I guess not, Grover. I don't think they'll take me back. Sure, they will, Eugene. I don't think so. Uh, Grover, do you think I did it? Why, uh, why no, uh, I, I don't think so, Eugene. Do you, Dutch? What? Oh, I don't know who did it, Eugene. <laughs>
Jimmy was in Illinois at a time when it was four or five years later. He never did go back to working in a distillery because of... If I wanted to get a job that paid any money in the distillery, I just had to tell him I had experience. And if I told him where I'd worked and had my experience, they'd write a letter and they'd find out about what happened and I wouldn't get the job. So I used my middle name and I went to Omaha. I got a job hopping bells in a hotel in Omaha and I made pretty good money. And after a while, I kind of stopped worrying about what had happened back home. I never heard from anybody at home, so I was all right. There weren't any disturbances in Omaha anyway then. I remember it was the day before Washington's birthday in Omaha. I I was sitting fanning the breeze with a house detective in a little room down the basement where we had a table to play cards and stuff. After a while, I stood up and I said, Well... All right, Red. I'm going home. What time is it? Quarter after 11. Forty-five minutes and then I can hit the hay. Wish I had a shot of whiskey. <laughs> don't look at me. I know. You don't touch it. I used to help make it. You did? Yes. Before prohibition. <laughs> Smells like old Cooley's making some back in the furnace room right now. Smell it? That smell is red. Yeah, bathtub gin. No, it isn't, huh? Well, I smelled that before. Where is it? That's high wines. Huh? Never mistake that smell. That's high wine. That's what comes out after the first distillation of the mash you make whiskey out of. Well, there's no distillery around here. Only old Cooley. I'm going to see. I'm telling you. I know what that is. I smell. Look out. Cooley's always leaving stuff in the passageway there. I'll look out.
told you the truth just the same as I did before. I didn't know Dutch was there. I, I hadn't heard a word from him in all the years I'd been away. And this time I played it safe. Red knew that I'd been with him for an hour. The hour in which Dutch died nine floors above me. I couldn't have done it. And never was even the slightest suspicion of me for that matter. It was just coincidence that I tripped over what I thought was a dead man with a towel knotted around his neck. That's all. But it wasn't coincidence that I smelled the smell of highlines. But I ran away from Mama Hall anyway. I wandered all around. I never did smell that smell again. Not till the other day. I don't think Grover knew me when I came into his office. It had been a long time, and I'd been all over the country. I'd got fat, and I, I guess I got a little prosperous. I hadn't spelled high lines anywhere in all that time. And Grover, he'd stayed there at home. Now he was the big boss. He was the boss of the works. And I wanted to see him for old time's sake. So he had a nice time there in that big oak panel office of his. You know, Dutch died, Eugene. Did he? Out in Omaha. Quite a long time ago. He was traveling for the company, and he was out there, and they found him in his room at the hotel, dead. Dead, huh? Yeah. Too bad, isn't it? We used to have some good times together way back when. Sure did. Did we? Poor old Dutch. Poor guy. Uh, like a cigar, Eugene? Uh, no, no thanks. You know, I had a funny experience the other day talking about Dutch. You did? Yeah, funny. <clears throat> you remember when you left here? Yeah, I certainly do. I, I mean about the fellow that was killed. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Files? Remember? Yes, I remember. That was uh, why you went away, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, let's not talk about it. Remember how you talked about smelling high lines? Yeah, I haven't smelled high lines for years. Not since... Not since when? Well, I haven't either. I was glad when they moved my office uptown could get away from that smell. Always nauseated me. Well, me too, to be perfectly frank. What are you sniffing for? Uh, nothing. I don't smell anything. I thought I caught a sniff of high ones. No, not in this office, boy. Air conditioning. Well, go on. Uh, go on off. Uh, what you were saying, the, the funny experience. Oh. <laughs> well, um, remember you smell that smell when he died, the old man? Yes, I remember. Um, I was sitting at home reading the Saturday Evening Post. Story about a fellow on a submarine and atomic bomb things. Well, I read it on the train. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I guess I must have fallen asleep. It was late. And all of a sudden, I smelled high lines. 
You did, huh? Yeah, just as plain. Haven't smelled that smell for years. But you know something, Eugene? You never forget it. I guess you don't. <laughs> well, now I better be going. Oh, wait a minute, Eugene. I want to tell you about this dream. I uh, wouldn't have thought about it, but it's such a coincidence. You coming in out of a clear sky. Well, what about it? Uh, well, I got up and looked around. I was all alone at home, and I couldn't imagine that... So do you smell anything now? No. Guess it must be my imagination. Go on. Well, I thought right away about that old experience of yours. What did you find when you looked? What? Did you find a dead body? Why, uh, that's the funny... Wait a minute. I want to tell you that I was in the hotel when Dutch got killed. I know you were. How did you know? I mean, I had an idea you were, Eugene. Well, I didn't kill Dutch. No. I, I didn't kill that old man either. No. I didn't. I, I know you didn't. Well, then, how did you know I was there when Dutch died? I guessed. Well, tell me about your dream and the high wine smell. Yeah, well, do you smell anything now? High wines? No, why? <laughs> I just wonder. I, I don't want you to find me dead, you see. <laughs> Did you find a dead man when you smelled high wines the other night? Yes, I did. You did? Tell me about it. Want to know who it was? Oh, yes. No. Suicide. How did you know? He had the gun in his hand. He shot himself in the head. Well, what did you do? Well, he was lying alongside me on the floor, and I jumped up, and when I jumped up and looked, there was nobody there. Just like it was when I... Just like it was when you... Uh... Who... Who was it, Grover? Why don't you know, Eugene? Oh. I don't know why. It's the truth. It's the way everything happened. I didn't tell you any lies. Grover didn't either. I forgot to ask you something. Did you ever smell high lights? I never did. Well, once you smell high lights, like Grover said, you'll never forget it. I don't know where this gun came from. You, you know what I'm going to do with it? You said you never smell high wines. Take a deep breath. You don't get it? Try again a big, deep breath. Yeah, that's it. Smell it now? The title of today's Quiet Please story is The Smell of High Wines. Was written and directed by Willis Cooper. The man who spoke to you was Ernest Chappell. And Grover was played by Murray Forbes. Dutch was Frank Thomas Jr. And Walter Black played Red. Music for Cloud Pleases, as usual, by Albert Berman. Now for the word about next week, Willis Cooper. Thank you for listening to Quiet, please. My story for you for next week is called A Plan for Living.
And so until next week at the same time, I'm quietly yours, Ernest Chapel. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. This is WJZ, New York's first station. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.